Glory to God who has given us salvation in his Son, Jesus Christ. Glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. When Moses came down the mountain, his face shone. His face shone with the glory of God. It was not his own glory that was shining forth, but the glory of God being reflected in him. For he had entered more fully into the presence of God and had received the word of God, not only on tablets of stone, but in his heart. And so his face shone, reflecting the light and the glory of God. I have met Christians in my life, I'm sad to say not always Anglicans, who literally seem to shine. I would say to Christine after meeting them, that person has that evangelical glow, I would say, about them. And Christine sometimes would confirm that, saying, I saw that in that person too. It does seem that it's often among evangelicals who have opened up their heart to the power of God's word and to the presence of God in his word. And literally it seems that as you speak with them, that there is a light that is coming forth from them. But it's not their own light that is coming forth, but rather they are reflecting the light of Jesus because they have opened themselves to his presence and his word. And so Jesus shines within them. I often think about how we who are Anglicans will have a light that burns 24 hours a day in the church as a reminder that anyone who comes into the church, even in the dark, that Jesus Christ is truly present here for us in a special way in the Holy and Blessed Sacrament. And so we have this light which shines all the time, a light shining forth in the darkness as a proclamation that Christ's presence is here. It burns not to its own glory, but to the honor and glory of Christ Jesus. And I often wondered, why is it that when we receive Jesus into ourselves, that we don't have a light that is shining forth? After all, Jesus says that we are to be the light in the world. And so it would seem that as those who have received the presence and the word of God within them seem to shine forth, so we who receive not only his word, but receive him in the blessed sacrament, should become sanctuary lights. Light shining forth in the darkness. And so it begs the question, do we reflect the darkness or do we reflect the light of Christ? I've had to explain to my children more than once that water is not blue. And they say, it looks blue, 
But I say that's only because it's reflecting the sky. If the sky is gray, what color is the water? Well, the water is gray. If it's nighttime and the sky is black, what color is the water? Well, the water looks black. You see, the water simply reflects what's above. Do we reflect here on earth what's above? Do we reflect the light of Christ? Do we shine? If not, perhaps it's because our ears and our lips have to be opened in a new way to the Word of God. The Word of God present in His Word, the Word of God present to us in the Holy and Blessed Sacrament. In the Gospel today, Jesus returns from the region of Tyre and He travels through Sidon uh, to the Sea of Galilee. And there a man is brought to Him who is both deaf and has an impediment in His speech. And this man is brought to him. Now I want to state clearly that the miracles of Jesus are real. I want to state clearly that this man literally was deaf. This man literally had a speech impediment. And that Jesus literally and physically delivered him from his deafness that he might hear. And that Jesus literally and physically delivered him from his speech impediment that he might speak clearly. And I wish to say, and this will be in sermons to come, that these miracles have not ceased. These miracles have not ceased. But what this also represents is something even greater than that. And that is, Jesus says to the man, be open. Be open. And those words have always struck me. When I hear the gospeler, and that's what it's called liturgically, the gospeler. When I hear the gospeler say those words of Jesus, be open, every time I hear it, I hear, what we should all be hearing, Jesus speaking directly to me and saying to the ears of my heart, be open, be open. Jesus desires for us to open our ears to the truth of his word, not only that we hear it, but that we receive it. And then having received it, that we speak it plainly. Plainly. Often, when Christians are asked, do you believe in Jesus? We answer as if we have a speech impediment. Well, you know, yeah, you know, I go, you know, can go to church. Yeah, 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 that's it. We don't speak clearly. We haven't thought about what we are going to say if we were asked about our faith. Do you know how many times, 10 years ago, this last May 24th, I rehearsed the words that I was going to say to Christine when I asked her to marry me? 
I rehearse them over and over and over and over again. I have no idea what I actually said at the moment. <laughs> but I rehearse them a million times. How many times have you gone over what you would say if someone asked you about your faith? Good question, isn't it? Are we prepared to share the hope that is within us? As St. Peter says, we're not all evangelists in the sense of having the gift of evangelism. My mother-in-law, God bless her, she is the type... I remember one time we were at a movie theater, and at the end of the movie, she got up and I said, where are you going? I'm going to bring that man to Jesus down there. And I thought, yeah, good luck with that. And... And so I just sat there, and she went down, and she started talking to the man. And I was waiting for the man, you know, to get up and walk away. But suddenly he started crying, and the conversation went on for another 10 minutes. People are sweeping up in the movie theater, and literally the man gave her contact information and talked. She has that gift. We do not all have that gift. But St. Peter says we are to be evangelists in the sense that if someone asks us about our faith, we need to be ready to share it. But we can't share it if we're not open. And so we have to open our ears to the Word of God that our tongue may be released to speak plainly the good news of Jesus into people's lives and into their hearts. We need to shine forth with the glory of God. I have often lit a light to my own honor and glory. See what I have done. God doesn't ask us to light a light to our honor and glory. He asks us to reflect the light of his glory in the world. A shift has taken place where people think that, and clergy, by the way, are included in this, that church is really about them, what we get out of it. I have news it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about him. Now, you don't have to agree with me about which direction the priest should face, okay? Whether he faces the people or whether he faces the right way and is leading his people towards God. But many liturgists have said that a shift changed when the priest turned around that something was lost in that. Something gained, perhaps, as well. But also something lost when the priest turned around. That somehow it became more about the people that he was speaking to rather than about God. And I want us to reflect on that. Do we reflect the glory of God as a church family? 
Do we reflect the glory of God? Have we opened our hearts to the power of his word? Have we become living tabernacles of Jesus with his light shining forth within us? Is our tongue released to speak plainly that good news that is within us about Jesus? I will conclude with this very brief story. Recently, um, I was approached by a neighbor who uh, goes to a different church, I won't name the church, who asked if I would give uh, money to support their silent auction. And I thought, well, you know, this is important because she knows that I'm a priest and, you know, so it's important that I say, you, you know, that I will, otherwise it looks like I'm rejecting them and, and so forth and so on. And, and so, you know, I said, well, so what, what is it that you're, you know, you're raffling off that I'm buying tickets? Well, among a few good things, you know, uh, $50 to the Home Depot and, and, and so forth and so on. You know, which would be great for Christine, who knows what she's doing when she goes to the Home Depot. But anyway, uh, a couple of the big things was tarot card readings. And shaman healing. And I thought, shaman? Or do you mean shaman? Like, please don't squeeze the shaman. But it was It was shaman. Healing. And I just, right away, just went through my mind, I, I can't give money to support the occult. <laughs> and there was no way I could do it. But what I lost sight of in my kind of fear was, and I was so proud of myself that I, you know, I rejected that. I took a stand. I can't give money to this, you know, type of thing. But I lost the opportunity and I forgot. And I'm praying to God for forgiveness now. Because this came to me. You know when this came to me that I lost this opportunity? During this sermon, as I was talking about it, the Lord convicted me because I was bragging about how I took this stand just downstairs before the sermon today. All the clergy can testify that I was bragging about it. And I told her, we don't do that, we follow Jesus. And... But the opportunity I forgot was to invite her in for a cup of coffee, sit her down, and to share with her plainly, but in love, why I felt I couldn't support that. And how I would feel that that didn't reflect the light that had come into the world in Jesus. I had blown it. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. And so my prayer for you, for me today, is that we will recommit ourselves anew as a church family. <laughs> Probably not the best time at the end of August when so many people are away on vacation and others are coming later today uh, for the service at 1 o'clock. But you're going to have to represent the whole congregation to recommit ourselves to allowing Jesus to open our ears to the truth and power of his word and to release our tongue that we may share plainly the good news which is ours in Christ. 
that we may be the light of Christ in this world. A world that is so often so dark. A world that needs hope and light and truth in love. I lied when I said I was going to end, but this will only take about 20 seconds, not including the introduction that I just gave, starting now. On the way over here, I was listening to the Elvis Gospel Hour. And the DJ said, you know, this is the best hour because this was the music that Elvis loved the, the most. It was inspirational uh, music. And he said, so just sit back and enjoy a full hour of the king, you know, singing about inspiration, love, peace, and joy. And I thought, wow, he missed it. It's about the king singing about the king. It's not about love, joy, and peace. That's John Lennon, right? Or a different Elvis, Elvis Costello, if, you, if any of you know Elvis Costello. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? No? No? Okay. Well, anyway. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. And so let the light of Jesus shine. Allow him to open your ears to hear and receive the word. And allow him to release your tongue that you may share his word plainly in this world and be the light of Christ. God bless you. Know that he loves you. And rejoice in the light, for the light has come, that the darkness may be cast out. Amen.